0: Right, good morning, Rabo How's everybody doing? We are uh, at, it's like uh, 20 minutes to 4 in the afternoon in Chicago, which means it's 20 to 5 in New York, and we still have people in New York. Today's Sheer, Lili Nishmas Imi, Ruzbas Mordechai, and by the very famous Kalman of the Five Towns, Inzchos of Menachem Mendel ben Simcha, Rufo Shlema, to Pinchas ben Ritzel, and family, he and his family are very sick with COVID. He's in the hospital, he should have a four Schlema. This is a tremendous gift from Kalman to me. Also welcoming my friend and minion Chabura, Dr. Dan Kaufman from Woodmere, was officially joined our MDY family. I convinced him to try it last week, and now he's hooked like the rest of us. So welcome Dr. Dan Kaufman, Yishikoyach, Kalman, it's a tremendous gift. Any any additional guy is the gift. A boy last night, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I said, we're going to do a Shear, and people saying maybe you should do it at 11 o'clock. So I stayed up after Shear to 3 a.m., and then I realized I need a clear head for that, so I went to sleep. Then I worked all the way, just got done now. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of... Gemara math, that we already had basically all the concepts. Gishmaka stuff. So let's jump right into it. We're holding the F'ayin Hay Omud base. Oh. Mm. No. No emails, no weiter. We'll go weiter. We're holding two, four, six, eight, nine lines from the bottom. Yehuda, Asara batim So. Chart number one. We have ten houses in a row. How exactly? I don't know if you could see. They are split ten in a row. Here's the chutzer. and the only way to get to the chutzpah from over here is to go crawl through people's houses until you get to the end. Who makes an eruv? Now, there's a concept called that we learned earlier. The concept of base shar. Base shar is a vestibule, a lobby of some sort, right over here coming into the chatzar. It's not permitted to place your eruv in a Beishar. So what are these houses considered? Now the Gemara understands that all of these are Beishar. They're all Beishar, and why? Because they provide access to the chatzar to some of the guys, especially the guy in the back. He has nine Beishars. The guy in the front, he has one Beishar. So where do you place the eruv exactly? Listen to this, says the Gemara... What you do is, you place the of by the red guy, all the way in the back, because he's not a shar. he's not going through, nobody goes through him, so you go th- in the, in the last, number 10, he gets the Erev, everybody else will be Yitzu with that Erev. So all he, he's the only guy that has to put the of. Rabbi Yochanan Afilu Chitsoin. Even the outer ones. The Gemara understands. Even this guy right over here, number one. Says the Gemara, be Sharu. But he's, he, you can't even place the Erev there. Forget about it. He's not Chayven he's E'rev. He's just a vestibule. Everybody goes right through him. Says the Gemara, Chitsoin Pnimi. We're talking about the outer one of the most inner one. In other words, the most inner one is number ten. So the one that's outer to the inner one, number 9. So, blue. Rabbi Yochanan says, in addition to putting the Erev in number 10, also number 9 needs to put an Erev. Why does number 9 need an Erev? Why is 9 worse off than number 8? Eight? 8 doesn't need an Erev. So why does 9 need an Erev? says the Gemara, The question is, if a shar, that one person goes through it, is that considered a vestibule? The only guy that goes through number 9 is number 10. Rabbi, Rabbi Yochanan says, just because number 10 goes through him, that's not enough of a reason to consider him a vestibule, and therefore, he's also a in a eruv. So these two guys, blue and red, 9 and 10 are mechuyiv in a eruv. The rest are potter because they're all beyshar. End of the story. Another halacha concerning B'Sha'ar. So we have a situation where you have three houses. One, two, three, a chatzar on this side and a chatzar on that side. Chatzar meaning every chatzar has two houses. So if you notice, they put another house here. There's two chatzars open, there's two batim open to this one chatzar. Two batim, open to this chatzor. But these middle guys, what do we do with them? Says the Gemara, an amazing chiddush. These guys in the center don't have to make an Arab at all. Why? Based on the halakha that we just said, a Beishar, if you have a vestibule, you don't put an Arab. you do not You're not an Arab. So the guys at the end, Seth Helman, and Aleichem, it's great to see you once in a blue moon. How's college doing? So the guys on the side, they're Beisharim. Because the way you access this chutz, the way the middle guy accesses the chutz is through this house. So this house right over here, Beishar. This house right over here, Beishar. These two guys are not in anything. So where are they going to place the eruv In the center. Well, the place, the house you place the eruv also doesn't need an eruv. Why? The whole point of an eruv is we live together. We're in one house. Well, I'm provided my house. We live in my house. Great. You don't need to place bread in my house. My house is my house. So no one is chayven e'erov. Shnei chatz e'erov v'sho lo yishbatem be'neim. Three houses in the center. Zeh bo derech zeh v'nois This guy goes right through, places his e'erov in the center. V'zeh bo derech zeh v'nois an And so does the guy on the left, goes to the center. We're holding the fa'ayim v'va med'alev. V'zeh nasa be'i shayar l'zeh. V'zeh nasa Rashi points out. Each one becomes a Beishar, I probably made a mistake by saying it before. Each one becomes a Beishar to the Chatzar. If I said differently, correction. Not a Beishar. You don't become a Beishar to the house. This becomes the vestibule to this Chatzar. Okay, just notice the top Rashi, Beishar le Lechatzar. Okay, it becomes a vestibule. The point is it becomes a vestibule. To what? To the Chatzar. This guy? To this Chatzar. And the guy in the center doesn't need an Eruv. And so a base. The middle guy becomes a house That that's where you place the Eruv. The house that you place an Eruv a You don't have to put bread in the house that you place the Eruv. So therefore, all three houses are potter, says the Gemara, badek wanted to check if the Talmidim are paying attention, if the Shluf in Shab Shabbos before Shabbos, thinking about the Chomd, Oi, we have to go to Shul soon, or they were paying attention. So what did he say? He gave them a little test. He said, Okay, where's that? There we go. Got two houses, one and two, two houses. And each house has a Chatzor. Chatzor, as we explained before, requires two houses in itself, so here's the other house. Not important to our story. There's two guys in the middle. The story is, says Rehava, I went this way, maybe I should have gone this way. Lomashanet. The guy takes his Eruv from over here, goes through the house, and places it in his buddy's house on the other side of the fence. This guy, in return, goes through his own house, places it in the other house. So let's just take one example follow this arrow he's going from his chatzor he goes through his house what is this house considered is the house considered a base shower it's a vestibule I'm just using it to get to another place and I'm placing my area or it's a house well it's a very big problem a base shar. if you consider both of these houses the same because they're acting the same exact way whatever this guy on the left does the guy on the right does so let's think about it. What are, what are these houses? The Beishar? You can't place an Erev in a Base Beishar. Beishar doesn't need an Erev. Zero Erev. So you're gonna tell me they're houses? Well, that's a major problem. Because where did this guy place his Erev? On the other side. What is this house number two called? A Hefsek. It's a Chatzitzah, so to speak. In order for him, this guy in this chatzar, to get to the, other, to the other house, he has to step through his own house. That's problematic. You can't go through a house on Shabbos. You can't carry through somebody else's house on Shabbos without an eruv. So what is it? It's a house or it's a, it's a Beishar? How are you going to view it? If it's a house where you want to place an eruv because that's the only way to place an eruv, if it's a Beishar, you can, there's nothing to talk about. A vestibule, you can't put an eruv in a vestibule. Elamai, it's a house. So if it's a house, it makes a hefsik. It makes a chassidza. What do you do? You want to dance on two chassidis? Call it a house slash bashar? You want to do that? I don't know if you could do that. Let's see. This guy walks through his own house. This guy walks through his own house and places there in the other house and the opposite guy does the same thing but in the opposite way he goes through his own house and places the air in the other guy's house is there an Erev? could I dance on two chasanas call each house a Beishar slash a house somebody's unmuted so please mute somebody's unmuted could I call each house a Beishar? Depending. For me, it's a Beishar. For you, it's a house. And for you, it's a house. If you mean it's a Beishar. Amrulay. So the Talmidim wake up and they say, We're paying attention, Rebbe. There's no way. There's no Erov here. Why? This we already had. Oh, yeah. I shouldn't be throwing these on the floor. The person places his is, is Eruv in a Beishar. A is a gazebo. Mirpeses, a little no good. You can't put your Eruv there. So, Mamelo, we cannot consider these two houses a Beishar. Even though they act as. We're going back. Hold on one second. Let me just. back. Okay, I just want to make sure. I need to put it on. Do not disturb. Okay, sorry. Okay, I am back, sorry about that, Erev Shabbos, without Gary, with the Bechevra, ah, one day. I made a brach already, don't worry. Zog the So we're smack in the middle over here before my tired brother called me to wish me good Shabbos. So we can't consider it a Beyshar, because if we consider it a Beyshar, you can't place an Erev in a Beyshar but if you consider the house, how do, where did I place my aruv In my friend's house. How do I want to carry on Shabbos? I want to go through there on Shabbos, but I'm carrying through my own house where I don't have an Eruv. Says the Gemara. And, the, and these guys don't want to make an aruv with each other, they have nothing to do with each other. Ask the Gemara a beautiful question. A sugi that we're familiar with, especially if you learn the Shabbos with us. Look at this. Ah, had a lot I know from this one. Special from today. One guy makes two Eruvim for two of his friends. Two of his friends said, you're, you're a rabbi, make an Eruv for us. Okay, so he goes ahead and makes one Eruv at 5.30. See the sun is shining, it's way above the horizon, 5.30. The second guy he makes his eruv at six o'clock benashmoshes. Benashmoshes, we don't know what it is. Is it daytime? Is it nighttime? We don't know. But what happened is very interesting. At six o'clock, when he made eruv number two, eruv number one was eaten by a cat. Okay, Namor came, ate the eruv. This is a piece of bread, ate the eruv. Now here's the Shiloh. You hear, you hear what's going on? It's beautiful. In order for an Erev to be Chal, in order for an Erev to be Chal, it has to be before Shabbos. And if the Erev was eaten before Shabbos, no good. So we're, we're going to say that both of these Eruvim are perfect. Why? Because Erev number one was done when it was still daytime. And when was it eaten? After dark. So if so, how does Erev number two work? He made Erev number two at the same exact time. No, Erev number two was chal during daytime. Oh, so here's the situation, I'm dancing on two chasanas. When it comes to Erev number two, I'm saying it was daytime. Ben equals day. When it comes to my cat eating my Erev, Ben equals nighttime. Rabbi said, there's somebody that's unmuted, so please, everybody, please be mocked with the muted. You can hear later on. Thank you. Everybody's muted now. All right. So here we're saying, we're dancing on two chasanas. How could you dance on two chasanas? Zog the Gemara. So let's dance on two chasanas by us. Let's call this house a Beishar slash a bias. Just like I could call shkia a Ben Daytime for when I created the Eirov. And nighttime at the same time. The same person did this. It's not even two people doing the same Eruv. It was one guy did two Eruvim. We're going to say the one Eruv that he did, it was daytime. And the other Eruv that he did, even though it's the same exact moment, is considered nighttime. So he's dancing on two chasmas. For one of them, he did the Eruv before, before nighttime. And the second one he did at 6 o'clock was Eruvim. They were both eaten. The guy that he made the Eruv during the daytime, we're going to say that his Eruv was eaten, and in other words, it was eaten after Shabbat started. So the Eruv is a good Eruv. And the one who he did the Eruv, it's considered the cat ate it afterwards. Both good Eruv, says the Gemara hashto not a good comparison to banish mushes. when it comes to benish mushes nobody knows anything. we don't know, right? today you're going to tell me it's benish mushes day night. i don't know anything. i don't know if it's night or day. so Mamela doesn't become a joke. Chachamim, don't become a joke to Yisrael, to the Dzdukim. high the high but everybody you're going to tell you're going to point out to this house. this is a house. is it a house or it's not a house? oh, it's both. What's gonna happen? The the Kifrim guys, the guys that like to poke fun at the Gemara, they'll say, Oh look, the Gemara doesn't know what's talking about. So, if you look at Rashi, the last last words in the Perak, he says, And if you jump on two chasanas, have a on the words of Rabbanan ki or become a joke, we don't wanna give a uh, opening, leminim we don't want the khaifrim, a lot of times, I, we were learning a gemara in, in Aved Zara, and said the snake was so smart, it, it tipped over the water, it, it, it wanted to drink from the wine, it had a whole trick, so a guy sends me, a guy that has you know questions in Emunah, he sends me, there's a website that brings this gemara, and says look at these rabata, and they're so silly, they say funny things about snakes, it, it opens up a door for Kaifim. If you don't understand what's going on, you don't understand the, the, the style of the Gemara, it could lead to Kfirah. And with that, hadun Lach Hadar, hadun Lach Hadar, hadun Lach Hadar. It's also not a coincidence that today, Kalman sponsored once again, and when we started the Perek, he also sponsored, he said he has a daughter named Hadar. I don't know if you recall. So we finish off with Kalman, like the way we started, Beautiful. Zokhta Halegimishna. Chaloin. So I guess we could take this thing. Hello, this is not easy to make. You know that, right? Especially a guy like me from Ponovich. Chaloin A window opening. Basically, not a window. We're not talking about Anderson windows with crankshafts. A window in the, in the Gemara is just an opening. Wide opening. You could, it never closes. Our ball, our So, this we had many times already. A human being could fit through a four by four. In, or, in order for it to be a substantial window opening, it has to be four by four, Tfachen. Besoich Asara. Y'all save Mac. We got to get muted. Everybody got to get muted. Sorry. Everybody's used to coming on and there's an automatic mute. They don't chop that today's Friday. It's a little different. Okay, so now the window must be below 10 fachim. We're going to see that it doesn't have to be the entire window. Some of the window has to be within 10 Tfachim of the ground. If that's the case, if you have a window that's 4 by 4. So let's see if we have a picture here. We actually do. Here's a window in a wall. Here's the wall between Chatzar and Chatzar. Beautiful. There's a fireplace. There's a table with some stuff on it. Great. Here's the window. It's a little bit within tenth Fachim. We're going to see. Here's Tenth Fachim from the ground. Here's the line. This red line is a tenth Fachim line. So we have a, an opening. Fine. So Ma'arvim Shnaim, you can make either an air on both sides of the wall, two Eruvim. They have nothing to do with each other. Vimratu Ma'arvim me'achad. And because there's an opening, there's access from one chatzar to the other, you can make one arrow and both of them can carry it from one place to the other. You could pass it through the window, pass it above the wall, pass it in a hole, whatever you want to do. al but if the opening is less than four, malama sara, or it's completely all above ten tfachim, I'm just going to mute it for a ma'arvim since you don't have the halachic axis, you don't have the, the, the width that you need or the, or the height, the window is too high, it's above 10 tvachim, so you could only do two eruvim, one for one chatser, one for the other khatser, You cannot combine the two chatseris together. Says the Gemara, remember we had a number of times already the, the concept of lavod. We all know what lavod is. Lavod is that you could take, if something is not more than three tfachim apart from each other, let's say in these modern sukkahs that we have today, you take a string, they have this, this floppy wall, so what they do is they take a taut string, and they put it within three tfachim of the next string, and the ground. So we say halachically it's all filled in. Rav Gamaliel is of the opinion, even up to four tfachim. So perhaps our mission is Rav He says the opening has to be at least four tfachim. Why? Because if it's less than four tfachim, it's slammed shut. Halachically, it's all closed. Domachopaks marabal kalavadami. Says Gemar, no, Shaychas, we're not talking about love here. I feel rabbanon. Even a rabbanon will say that love is is three tfachim. I can't know you plead your rabbanon later. That's only when a halach of love it. When it comes to opening, I feel it's a rabbanon moidi. The eko dala dala choshev, iloile choshev. Everybody's of opinion. That in order to make an opening, to have a proper opening, it needs to be at least four tfachim. It has nothing to do with the halacha Moishim Sinai of Lovud, and it's closed, not closed. This has to do with halacha of opening. Can a human being fit through this hole or not? Is it a normal opening? Remember, now I remember, we had the, the sugi of the guy that lives next to a bika, and he had a little opening. How big was his opening? Four by four tfachim. That's the, that's the concept of opening. We're getting there, so we're getting to the, to, to the math in a second. And it's easy and fun. It says, it says in the Mishnah that the, the opening has to be 4 Tvachim. So anybody with a little logic knows that if it's less than 4 Tvachim, it's not good. So why does the Mishnah have to repeat itself? It also says in the Mishnah it has to be, above tenth, it has to be below 10 Tvachim. If it's above 10 Tvachim, it's not good. So why do you have to tell me the same thing twice? We are not to learn, we're not at anymore. Says This is what it comes to teach us. I would think that if the entire window is above 10, then it's no good. I wouldn't know this idea that if part of it was within 10, that it's okay. I would think the entire thing has to be below 10. And if the entire thing is above 10, great. And even if some of it is below 10, Above 10, it's no good. But what if part of it is below 10? It's a good window. Bottom line is, you need some of it. We're going to see soon how much. You need some of the window to be within 10. So it's their choice. They could either say, this is a wall, it's a proper wall, and let's not be friends, you make your own Erev, I make my own Erev, we have nothing to do with each other. Or... Because this entire parak is discussing when two chatseris are next to each other, when they could be one, when they're not considered one. And we see now in Mishnah, you have two chatseris next to each other. Here, you could do whatever you want. That's a very interesting thing. On the one hand, I could say, let's be partners. Let's partner because we have access to each other. On the other hand, it's not a real wide opening. There is a wall. So we could also say, we don't want to be partners. Says the Gemara, Tanilah don and we in fact see this. Kuloi lemalam asar. Kuloi over here doesn't mean literally all of it; it means most of it. Kuloi lemalam asar. Umiktsasay. It says a second later. Umiktsasay besurich asar. A little bit was below ten tefachim. That's okay. Kuloi besurich asar. Now this we need to understand. Why does it have to say almost ninety percent of it is below ten tefachim, which is great? And a little bit above ten Tfachim is also good. I already said that if it's mostly above ten tefachim, which is a possible area, and just a little bottom part is inside the ten tefachim, it's okay. So certainly, if ninety percent is below ten and ten percent is above ten, it should also be okay, right? If you want, if you want, you could combine the two or not. As the Gemara Dabi's question, 90% is above 10 Tfachim, 10% below 10 Tfachim, it's considered as if it's below 10. So if 90% is below 10, of course it's okay. We had the same idea last night, or yesterday in the morning, I should say, in the morning, the concept of loyzu yi we start off easy and we build up the Chiddush. We say that above, uh, I'm sorry, if 90% is within 10 Tfachim, it's okay. And not only that, even if 90% is above 10 Tfachim, as long as 10% is within 10 Tfachim, it's also okay. And here we go. Circles, circles and squares, Gemara style. Omar Rabbi Yechim, now, how big does a window have to be? Four tvachim by four tvachim. How do you translate that into a circle? <laughs> says Rabbi and it's a major chiddush, that in order for a circle to have this, the, the ability to contain a square that's four by four tvachim, the circumference of the circle needs to be 24 Tfahim. See if we have a, a picture here. Not that we need one. Uh, I guess I didn't think it was important. Okay. We're going to see. Um, Okay. So. If a circle is 24, so the diameter is eight. Why? As we're gonna see in a second, in Gemara math, you times the diameter by three. So whatever the diameter is of a circle times three, that's the circumference of the circle. So if a circle is eight divided by three, I'm sorry, if the circumference of the circle is 24, divided by three, eight, right? Eight times three, 24. So, if it's eight, if your circle is eight, and you want to place a square in the circle, so that means a square is four by four. That means you have two tfachem above the square and two tfachem below the square, for a total of eight tfachem. So memela, your circle, the, the, the window has to be two t'vachim above two t'vachim ab- above the bottom of the circle so the, 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 the round circle has to be uh, I'll show you a picture, you'll understand better um, maybe not do, do I not have a picture of this? this I needed a picture um Okay, so pretend that this square is a circle. Here's your line, your tenth tefachim line. So you need you need at least at most two tfachim that go below the line. Why? Because you need to contain a full square, a four by four square, by the by the tenth line. And like we explained, the circumference is the the height of the circle of this window must be eight tfachim So, you have to have two on the top and two on the bottom. Make sure that from this 24, or I should say, the 8 diameter, the bottom two T'fachim are within 10 T'fachim of the ground. That if you want to make a square within that circle, some of that square should be close to the ground, 10 tefachim. Michdi, the Gemara explains, So, based on this idea that if the diameter is one tefach, the circumference is three, how do we get to 24, Asked the Gemara. In order to have four tefachim, I mean, we're just going step by step here, the answer is obvious. But let's, let's assume, we're starting from scratch. We have a square that's 4 by 4. So the diameter is 4. So in order to make a circumference for a circle of 4 tfachem, if the diameter of a circle is 4 tfachem, times 3 equals 12. Where did you get to 24? Well, it's the obvious answer. That's the circumference. That's the diameter of a square, not of a circle says the Gemara, We should be enough, we should, the circle, yeah, am am I making sense now? Yes, no. If we're taking the, 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 first of all here, if you have a Tevach from side to side, the diameter, that means that the round is three Tevachim, times it by three. If so, if from here to here is four Tevachim, because that's the size of the square, so you go around, times 3 equals 12. So the circle should be 12. Before we say the obvious answer, returning to Daf, in memory of my mother, Shein Aaron Hersch, and Bracha, by her son, Dr. Alan Listaus, aka the Tzaddik. Also, sponsored by the Austin and the Tobias' grandchildren, Lid Nishmasar, Babi, Zissel Baz Chaim, who was Nifter, on Gimel, Mar Cheshvin, she was able to see five generations of Shommeri Torah Mitzvahs. So, returning. Hanimili, says the Gemara, great. Tafayim vavavon beis, hanimili That's in a circle. Ava birebuah, binen tfei. You can't uh, do the diameter of a square and times that by three. We're talking about a circle here, not a square. Okay, great, so what's the next step? Mikhti, this is all Gemara math. eagle. how much is a square larger than a circle? If you take a square and put it around the circle, how much larger is it? Rivia, It's 25% more. Okay, so add 25% to your 12 that we have before. 3 times 4 is 12. Add 25, we're at 16. Again, where did you get the twenty-four? That's if the circle is inside a square. So the Gemara, very simple. If we're dealing with a square that's inside a circle, so what do we have to deal with? We have to deal with the diagonal line from here to here. That's the side to side, the diameter of the circle. The diagonal line of a square. Oh, how much is the diagonal line of a square? So that's another Gemara math that we always have throughout shots. Every, if you have one amma this way, that equals one and two fifths on a diagonal. Yeah? If your square is one by one, so the diagonal from corner to corner is one and two fifths. So we're dealing with the diagonal. Because the square fits into the circle. So the, the, the circumference, the diameter of the circle, is the diagonal of the square. It's, they're equal. Here you have a circle. It's going to hit these two points. Oh. And now the Gemara does the math. 17 minus 2 fifths is enough. Very, very simple. Look at this. Here. I did the math for you. This is Gemara math, and I'm going to explain what I mean in a second. We have four tfachem. Our window is fourth tfachem, not one ama. Fourth tfachem. So how much is the diagonal of fourth tfachem? Four times 1.25, uh, two-fifths, one and two-fifths. How much is four times one and two-fifths? 5 and 3 fifths or 5.6. So if you take a calculator and you do 5.6 times 3, that equals 16.8. And that's what the Gemara says 17 minus 2 eighths. 2 fifths. So Mela, the Gemara comes up with 16.8. So why do I need 24 tvachim? says the Gemara, yeah, so again, if the diameter of the circle is 5.6, because I need to fit in a four tefach square into the circle, so then the diameter from here is 5.6, that means that the the amount of tefachim in the circumference is 16.8 and not 24. Where did you come up with 24? says, Gemara, I'll tell you, Rabbi has different math than us. Rabbi Yochan no ma'ar ki dayanedekisari, va'ami lo'kir abanedekisari, either dayanem or the the army igula migoi ribu'a riva. If you have a circle inside a square, you're right, it's only a quarter less. Ribu'a migoi igula palga. So he says like this, if the square is inside of a circle, and that's what we want to do, that's important to us, We wanna get a four by four square into a circle. So we take off, or we add 50%, palga, 50%. So. We have to add 50%, so 16, how much is half of 16? Eight. That's the 50% we're talking about. So add eight to 16, you come up with 24 tfachen. Now, Tysus asks, but it's not math. It doesn't fit into what we know in terms of math. So, there are some that say, the Vilna Gaena actually has a nice shot on the side, and the Vilna Gaena says, we're talking about the square that's on top of the circle, which equals 22.6 Tfachim, which is very close to 24. You machmer a little. That's how he wants to say pshat. Otherwise, others say that yes, the, the Dayanam of Kisari they knew math. They, they weren't Them They, ah oh, I learned the Panovich, I don't know math. They're not gonna make such a, a, a gross mistake in math. But what they said is that if you wanna put a circle, if you wanna use a window that's a circle and not a square, don't start playing calculator games with me and say, what equals a square? I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna throw out a number and you have to stick with it. It has to be an easy number for everybody to remember and that there shouldn't be any mistakes, and you shouldn't make it less, yeah? 24 in circumference. That's how they say the pshat is. But anyway, Taisis wants to say that it, it, they, meant they didn't understand him well, etc. Alright, so that's the end of the sugya of the math. Says the Gemara, So the Mishnah says they have a window that's four by four, you can combine the two chatzeres. That's great if it's between two them, But if it's between two houses, it's completely different. We don't care what the height is. The height could be more than 10 Dami. Because a house is as if it's full. What does that mean exactly? Is it halachically full? And that we don't consider height at all? Height doesn't matter does? Or the pshad is it's easy to climb up to that window because you have a couch up against the window, you have a table up against the window. So that's a Gemara asks over here. What's going on here? We have a bride that says, I don't care if it's a window between two chatzeroys. That's our case of our Mishnah. Let's see, we have pictures here. This one was easier because it has all the cases in one shot. It's a, I forgot what it's called, not a side view, a, a cutaway of a house. So if you look closely, you have, this is our case, a window between the Chatzar and the chutzur, a window between two houses, a window between ceilings, a window in the attic, and a window in the, on the roof. Okay, Windows everywhere. And the Bryce says there's no enough to what the window is, where the window is, how the window is. They're all the same. Now, I just wanted to show you how the color Lushan does the window. Beautiful. Just because of the beauty, I printed this out. It has nothing to do with the pshah, just to enjoy a little bit. Here's a beautiful house with a nice gezunto wall on top, on the roof. This is the window With Each case, he made his own picture. I didn't have patience for that. And a window in the roof. But look at this. He has, he has a pot over here. He has a broom and, and, and hay and... It's just the Givaldi. Oven here, oven there, flowers growing out of the window. He went all out, this guy. See that? Okay. Fine. But what's the bottom line? Between <speaking in> the attic, in the rooftop, between two bedrooms. There's no difference between a chot and a house. Rav Nachman just said, there's a difference between a chatzr and a house. In a chatzr, it has to be below 10 fachim. But in a house, because of the sephara of the whole house is considered full, it has, there's no ear, whatever, you, halachically, halach, you, there's no height. There's no height limit. It could be even above 10 tfachim. says in the Gemara, achatzeris. Achatzeris. So you have to explain that when he says, over here in this bris it says, they're all the same. No. It's only talking about the, the one al that there's no difference. What height? In the chatzor. I'm sorry. That there is a difference in the height. Only, only in the chatzor there's a difference in the height. But at the end of the day it says they're all the same. All these cases are the same. This one, this one. They're all echad this, echad that. They're all in the same category. So there's two parts of this b'raisa. There's is the part that the window could be four by four. That they're all the same halacha. Four by four is the measurement. There's another halach in the b'raisa. Height, height. There's no enough when it comes to a house. There's no height when it comes to an uh, attic. No height when it comes to a because it's outdoors. Then we have to consider ten tefachim. So the ten tefachim limit is only on the chotzer, not on the house. Boy menirab abba merav nacha lul habasuach. What's that? It's if you have, this is a cutaway of the house. You have an opening, like a fire in a firehouse. You got this little hole in the floor. They used to use that a lot. And you have a ladder over here that go up there. So, We had a sugi about sulam. A sulam, a ladder, has the ability to break down a wall, we said. If you have a wall and you have a ladder, it's as if you could go from side to side. Shalom Aleichem, Reb Harvitz. How are you doing? It's great to see you. I didn't notice you. Shalom Aleichem. It's great to see you. It's been a while. All the way from Baltimore. Do you need a permanent ladder and say, so what's going on here? Two guys own this. One guy lives in the top floor. That's his residence. That's where he lives. It's his. The guy in the bottom. Now, if I want to consider them, one, do I need... A ladder. That's Kavua. Says, what's the Dami. When I say that a house is full, now, what's the problem? We have a window. But guess what? The window is very high up. And a high up window above 10 Tfachim doesn't count as a window. But it's inside a house. But maybe we're only talking about vertical windows, not horizontal windows. This is a skylight. This is a flat window. This is a window that's between floors, in other words, it's not standing up. It's a flat window. Maybe that rule doesn't apply. Why not? What's the logic? When do I say this concept that the whole house is considered it's full? Even a skylight will be considered as if it's within 10 t'vachim. Even the ceiling is within 10 t'vachim. That only works on the side. But if it's in the middle of a ceiling, no. Why? Because... You could say the nafkamina is as follows. If you say that a house is full because physically there's a couch that I could climb up, any window is within my reach, that's physical, and that's on the side of the house, but not in the center, not in the the roof. It's very difficult to climb into a window that's in your ceiling just because you have a couch. But if you say halachically your house is considered full, there's no air, there's nothing in the house, it's all one halachically, So then what do I care where the window is? It could be flat on the ceiling. It could be standing up on a wall. There's no no height at all within a a house. It's a halachic concept. The house is full. It's a halachic concept. And therefore, you don't need a ladder at all. You don't need a ladder that's permanent in the house. So he thought, He thought, okay, you don't need a permanent one. But you need some sort of temporary ladder? It might not true. You don't need any sort of ladder at all. Halachically, we are within the 10th fachim of a window that's in the ceiling even though it's 100 fachim above the ground. But halachically, my entire dining room is full with invisible material and it puts me by the window. Let's do this Mishnah. We can repeat it tomorrow as well, but we'll do it just to get to the, to the Gemara. To, get, to say that we did today's Omad. Easy Mishnah. If you have a wall. Now, uh, I just want to show you real quickly. I like this picture a lot. It's a, it's a picture from the Oiz in my Gemara. And it shows you a solid, serious wall, and there's fruit on top of the wall, and that's what the mission is going to be discussing. But I want to show you how Yoni drew, drew it, and I, I like his better, just it doesn't have color. Now we know throughout the Masech, the, the Shabbos, anything that's ten tefachim high, four tefachim wide, is what is a rishus b'fenayatzma. It's its own rishus. So what do you do? There's a tremendous separation between chutzah, chutzah. there's no window, there's nothing. So this guy makes his own of this guy makes his own eruv. But What if there's a nice meal on top? What do I do? I don't have an area with you, you don't have an area with me. But guess what? It's its own property, it's its own domain. Let me show you Yoni. That's why I like Yonis. It gives us a better Gishmak understanding of what's going on here. These two guys, in other words, Yoni is showing you that where do you eat the fruit? Only on the wall. I don't have the right to take the fruit off the wall and bring it into my Chatzar. Because that I don't have an Erev from the wall to the Chatzar. I have an Erev for within my Rishos. So what do you do if you want to take a nice Gishmak snack? You stand there, you eat like that. And he shows you arov over here, arov over here. It's a beautiful. It has a lot of detail. This picture. Anyway, next. You're not allowed to take the fruit down into your koiso. Beautiful picture from Kollel And I'm going back because there's a picture. and I'm taking the best of the best. Over here, this wall got destroyed. So now, I don't know if you can see. You see right over here. So, there's an opening from Chatzar to Chatzar. Well, it depends. And this we had in the beginning of the Sechto also. Ten Amois is the limit. Then it's considered one open, giant mechad, Tremendous Chiddush. There was a wall here, and you could see there was a wall here. So, if they want it, you don't say, oh, it's one Chatzar. No, it's actually two Chatzaros with a nice opening, a nice doorway. So therefore, they have, the, they, have the, they have the option. They could say, I want to do it as one Chatzar, so it's one Eruven. Or they could say, no, we have nothing to do with each other, two Eruven. Pesach, it's considered a doorway, not a, a blown open wall. But if the, the, the opening from side to side is more than 10 Amas, more than 20 feet approximately, then you can no longer say that it's two separate Chatzairas, look, there's absolutely nothing separating the Chatzar, therefore you make two Eruvin, uh, one Eruv, sorry, have a wonderful Shabbos, and if you're in New York, and Chicago, and the rest of the world, in Baltimore, and have a wonderful week, if you're watching this in Bazer Yisrael, I'm hoping next week to get out of here, if I can. Marty, I need some advice, because I heard from a surgeon, I'm not going to say where, uh, a certain surgeon that lives in a certain city, a certain block next to yours. And he says, if I, if I get a bunch of tests and they're all negative, then I don't have to be so bit on the 14-day quarantine. I know you're going to go crazy on that. I know it. I see your face even. What? Well, oh hold on. Sorry. Okay, now. What did you say? a <laughs> what the, the the different the different types of uh, 5. 6. uh have a great chavis good Shabbos, john where are you where are you jonathan in uh, rainy florida oh my daughter is there now in the house in miami go say hello yeah i not seen his son since i got here on monday you're the guy that's doing all that yeah it's your fault Bye, my name is